Welcome to a new episode of Hallmark Heartbeats, a podcast all about Hallmark movies. And I'm your host, Camille. And today I am joined by actor and really good friend, um, Clayton James. He has, <laughs> he was just on the most recent movie, um, Don't Forget I Love You, starring Amelia Ullerup, Yep. which is like, she is honestly one of my favorite people on Hallmark. Honestly. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's she's really friendly to work with and fun and, and easygoing and a lot like she was playing in the in the movie and a badass mama bear too because she had just given birth not too too uh, too long prior to us filming. So she was yeah. uh, doubling the duties and running back and doing what she also has play. a big big heart. She's fantastic and she actually knows uh, friends of like one of my best friends down in LA too. So um, the the world is quite small. I know her partner. Um, and my buddy Ben were, were, they used to, I, I think, I don't know if they were in acting class together or how they, they go, they go way back as well. And, and, uh, I had a quick chance to meet him and, and, and the baby. So, uh, yeah, working with her, with her was fantastic. We're always just good jokes and always full of energy, very bright and, and always prepared. And she's a, a, a very sweet girl. Well, um, just do a introduction of yourself. You want to tell us about like some of who you are? what your previous works are yeah sure last time i checked my name is clayton james which is my middle name but i go by that for for acting now um grew up in uh, vancouver bc in canada i grew up uh playing sports mountain biking and hockey um didn't really know much about acting and never did theater or anything like that and then kind of uh met some met some uh family friend uh, introduced me to an agent that was uh, a good friend of theirs and kind of started trying to get into commercials and stuff like that when I was 21 and was very terrible at it and had no experience <laughs> and probably should have quit right then and there. But uh, I guess I'm stubborn and decided to keep trying, keep trying and uh, kind of just blossomed from there when I met my uh, one of my first acting coaches, Andrew McElroy um, in Vancouver here, who's very reputable and um yeah. I mean, my first acting class, Andrew kind of laughed at me and he goes, you have no idea what you're doing, do you? And I said, <laughs> no, not whatsoever. Um, and then Andrew and I just worked together and, and I stuck with the class and kept finding a love for it, kept finding a passion for it. So that's kind of how that started. But well, uh, if you weren't acting, what would you be doing? What was your like, um, like pathway uh, I mean, before you met your family friend who introduced you to that. To be honest with you, I, I don't really know. I didn't really have a set career path in mind. I mean, you know, at the time mountain biking wasn't as, you know, it was, it wasn't as popular as it is now. And there wasn't necessarily the same ability to, to make a career out of it. That right. being said, I have friends that did who were my age and I rode mountain bikes with for a long time. Hockey was, I loved it, but I knew for a fact that I wasn't going to be able to go to the NHL um, just based <laughs> on the fact that it takes so much uh, tenacity, uh, financial, like, you know, money. And my mom's a single mom. She was doing the best she could and gave me a great life, but we didn't really have a lot of money to be able to do that. And I was a hockey goalie. So that's even that much harder. Um, I thought like, I just kind of wanted to do something different in my mind, but I say that then, and I believe like acting is, is almost, you know, it's a lot of people are in it now. It's not, a, it's not like it used to be back in the sixties and seventies where, um, actors were, uh, not as available. I mean, it was still, there's interest in it, but the arts wasn't as celebrated as I believe it is now. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And if, if I could actually do anything right now, I'd probably, 
uh, be a therapist or a counselor um, of some sort and just relate to people and study that kind of stuff. But that's also a, a long time in school and I probably have to be a lot smarter. So I, I do have to say, um, you and I, up to you whether you want me to take this out. Oh, go for it. But yeah, you, no. and I, you and I actually connected on a personal sure. level because of um, last month I just had throat surgery. Yes. And it also we were, I was dealing with, um, you know, personal, emotional <laughs> trauma from that, yeah. 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 which, you know, is kind of crazy. And then also we connected because your mom, like myself, also suffers from fibromyalgia. And we, yeah. we both had to deal with, um, you know, medical <laughs> stuff about sure. the medical mysteries and finding I hate the damn motorcycle. <laughs> um, having to deal with like medical diagnoses and stuff like that. Yep. I mean, yep. I, I told you it was like it felt very comfortable to um, just talk to you, even though this is just random conversation. I don't know you, and you yeah, don't know yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't know each other. It's just a screen, and we're just chatting away. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that was that was one thing that I tried to that it was hard for me to understand with my mom, but I I saw it firsthand, and I know how much she struggled to be able to find, um, you know, find people to understand it and people to side with her. And, and a lot of doctors would just kept, kept saying, you know, it's all in your head. You're just, you're, you're not, you know, you're making it up or you're just, you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just, you know, you're not taking care of yourself, et cetera, et cetera. So there was a long struggle in that. And I definitely have a, a, a sympathetic side, seeing it very firsthand of how much my mom struggled and, and the ups and downs that she has and still has with it. So, um, yeah, but it was really, really Nice to relate with you on that and chat about that as well, for sure. And connect with through, um, you know, my work and then talk about our personal lives and be able to connect in that way. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of those things that it's weird that, but no, I mean, you with therapy work would actually like fit because you seem like you have a pretty good, for me, I feel like therapy, you have to have a good heart and a good ear, but also have the guard yourself from pain too, Yeah, because you, you are going to, deal with pain someone's sure. pain but yeah, you know, yeah. And, and I, I try and do as much self-work as I can and, and in no way do I feel like I'm at the point that I, I that what I would like to be I struggle with anxieties I struggle with uh, mm. body dysmorphia I'm very hard on myself so you know it's just it's just sort of that journey of, of growing every day and just trying to reassure yourself that you're enough and and that you know no matter what is kind of thrown your way that it will there will always be better days. There will always be a bright side to the downsides. And I know it's sometimes for a lot of people and even myself, it's hard to see that, but you know, um, I had, I've had a lot of loss in my life close to our family. A lot of people, um, have passed away. And, and I think that it, it just really goes to show you how uh, precious life is and that basically you got to just be gentle with yourself and love yourself and really work on that. And then just enjoy the moments and enjoy the day for, literally the, from the day to day, because, you know, so much of it is out of our control with COVID and look how the government just basically came in and started telling us how to be and how to act. And, you know, you could very well fight all that stuff, but at the, you know, just life just changes so fast. And I yeah. find that times are changing um, exponentially faster with everything that's happening, climate change, politics, the, the racist, the racism that's still going on. Um, you know, it's always been around, but I feel like there's a, a light shed on it, but now it's giving these other people a voice to continue it. And it's disgusting in that sense. So. Yeah. I was telling someone, I was like, to me, my thought process is this. I am glad that 
they are showing themselves because yeah. the racists show themselves because you then you know who to you know avoid when yeah. they were hiding you know you, you they were friends with you but now yeah. that they're out and open it's like they're still they're still cowards but like they're showing their faces more nowadays which is yeah. quite interesting and the fact that it's 2022 and diversity and, and everything is so apparent and it's such a beautiful thing that there's these people are still living you know under a rock and not willing to grow based on their insecurities anytime yeah. somebody's going to be acting like that it's because they're hiding from their own demons and their yeah. own stuff and that's not an excuse but yeah but um yeah, but with Hallmark, what was there are a lot of Hallmarkies that are like pushing against the change. Like, you know, we don't want to. This isn't our reality. I'm sitting there going, well, that's. What about everybody else's reality? Your yeah, that's, reality that's, is that's, it, that's that's life, and that's right. and that you know, and the and the I know Hallmark had a big changing of the guard, and um, yeah. a lot of things were kind of brought to people's attention. And some people are just, they just want to put their blinders on and they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to accept change. Change yeah. is scary for a lot of people and people just don't want to accept it. But, you it's know, time to change. It's, it is time to change. You can't, you can't necessarily just watch a program um, on television and not have it be relatable for people. It has to be relatable yeah. to your entire audience. It can't just be yeah. stuck in the past. And so, you know, things are changing and it's, it's beautiful to see. Um, and people, some people are going to like it. Some people aren't. And at the end of the day, it's like me with my friends, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to change or I'm going to better myself, um, and those people who I've been friends with for a long time, don't want to do that. Um, then that's their choice. And if they want to move on and break the friendship, which I'm lucky, I have a very diverse French, like friend group that we've been friends with since we're five or six and, and it's, it, it covers all different aspects. And, and so I not really lost any in that sense but some random followers is like we talked about earlier with amelia um would send me just asinine messages during the blm movement and and i just said to them like i i you know i respect that that's how you feel but i don't agree with it and i, I wish you all the best and take care because you can't really start fighting fire with fire um they feed off of that and i think you just got to kind of you know move with kindness and move with an understanding that that's just that these people aren't going to change and and be kind to them because they're going to still live with that forever and, and not be able to adjust and move on. And, and if you're nice to somebody like that, they hate it even more. So <laughs> yeah, true. Which is, I, it is hard I, have to, a, I have a hard time though. Oh, for sure. It's just like, yeah, you know, it's like, Oh, I get it. Mm, and again, yeah. I come, and again, I come from, I come from, you know, I'm, I, I'm a Caucasian male. Like I, I haven't had to, endure a lot of these things that these people are fighting for but that being said i stand by this their sides because i believe that's what's right i believe that i want to help amplify their voices and yeah. i want to be able to you know we all bleed the same blood we all want the same things everybody wants to have a good day everybody wants to be happy in life um you know and everybody wants to just be who they are and live their lives and just enjoy it and be understood and accepted and i don't think that's too much to ask um yeah for the people that are fighting the good fight, for the people that are fighting the negative fight. Well, you know, when, when the repercussions are coming in from the way that they're acting or the way that they're not changing and adjusting, well, that's for them to, to live with, but. Yeah, I just it, look at it like, history shows that people who are accepting of change and who wants to progress and, I hope, yeah. and wants to fight for equality, they usually win. 
the ones yeah. that are fighting against it are the ones who've lost i mean civil war guess who won the one <laughs> the north <Yeah. laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah so. and the large majority of the world is now intermixing with each other it doesn't yeah. matter what color of his skin you are or what what yeah. sexual preference you are what body parts you have i mean people are just loving people for them and i'm i'm actually you know, I don't like the generation that we live in for a lot of things in regards to technology and, and, and again, lack of, lack of fast change with climate change. I've said change twice, but you know, there's, <laughs> there's progression that's needed in the very important places. And then, the, you know, there's progression that's happening that doesn't need to necessarily happen. But um, I'm happy that my gay, like friends in the LGBTQ could be, I always stumble on this one, but in that community <laughs> are able to feel more accepted and more welcome. And more I, know they, I know they still yeah. struggle. Yeah, more seen and more heard. Um, because again, like I was lucky enough to be raised by a very empathetic, loving mom um, around my male friends that were emotional and, and, and open about a lot of things. And I had uh, gay uncles, I had gay cousins. I, and, and, and it never was anything other than these are just, you know, people like, like me who just love different, who love the same person, but it's still love. It's still it's still yeah. the same thing as it two humans it's just two 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 beings yeah uh, i'm getting emotional just talking about this yeah <laughs> but um so your most recent role is actually is josh for don't forget i love you um yes. again starring emily amelia oh uh, yeah I, I, all this time I thought it was Emily until like I saw a video of her saying, I'm, hi, I'm Amelia. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's how you say it. The first day she was like, it's not Emily, it's Amelia. <laughs> like, no problem. So even in, even in interviews, I always want to make sure I get people's names right. Cause my yeah. last name as Chitty and being called Shitty my whole life. I'm like, no, 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 Wendy Williams. Is that no, why you dropped, is that, is that why you dropped Chitty? I think you also Wendy well I did I, I played Kevin Federline in the Lifetime Britney Spears movie which was what it was but um <laughs> Wendy Williams called me Clayton shitty on national tv as a joke but then you know kind of corrected herself and my mom picked up the phone and she called me right away and she's like you got to change your last name I'm like yeah but that's grandpa's last name it's your last name she goes I don't care I don't I, I don't it's embarrassing um so James well is, I hope that he she she meant that as a like like a slip up not an actual like well we Anybody knows Wendy Williams knows she likes to stir the pot. So regardless, mm -hmm. she was just having fun. It's not yeah, really, yeah. really she, it's not like it's just her. People still to this day, when it's over the phone, I'm like, CH, she's like shitty. I'm like, nope. Shitty. Shit. Like shitty, yeah. shitty, bang, bang. Exactly. exactly. Like the movie. Have yeah. you ever seen a movie? What's that? Have you ever seen a movie? Shitty, shitty, no, bang, never, bang. Never, never, not even once. Oh my God. I love that movie. It was a fantastic movie. But you, yeah, you, James is, James is, is, you know, it, there's a lot of Jameses out there in the acting industry. There's another Clayton James who's a musician. I mean, it's a very generic name and it doesn't stand out as much as Chitty, but I just feel it, it flows a little bit easier. And yeah. you know, people still call me Chitty. Like it's been my nickname <laughs> for a long time. So it's, if that sticks, that sticks. It can be Clayton Chitty James. I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> just a title and a name. But um, anyway, you played Josh. And he's like the sing a single dad who yep. like is helps out his neighbor to um, do these like time capsule challenges or whatever. Yeah. What similarities and differences do you have with your character? With there's your a lot of similar. There's a lot of similarities there. I mean, I I I, I don't have a child uh, of my own, but I helped raise my little cousin since he was the day he was born. He's now six, turning sixteen next month, Aww. and I've been. 
so much time with him and I taught him how to shave. I taught him how to ride his bike. I, you know, I would read to him when he was little, like we, we were inseparable and still have that same relationship. Um, but he's a teenager now. So I feel a little bit kicked to the curb, but that's okay. I'm sure they'll come back around. Yeah. You're the um, Daphne Hoskins is the one who played your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she it was kind of so cute. Uh, she's, she's so sweet. I know she's very sweet and um, such a fantastic young actor and just vibrant and showed up every day, you know, ready to go. She was laughing at my terrible jokes and then she would tell me <laughs> better jokes than mine. And I was like, I got to steal that one, you know? And it just, it felt like there was just a nice camaraderie amongst all the actors for that, for that film. Um, Josh has, Josh is not the smoothest character and he moves very fast. His intentions are there, um, but he cares about people and he cares about Amelia's character in that and, and, and wants her to succeed and wants her to get over her anxieties. And, and Amelia's character wants to relate to Josh and watch Josh, you know, move on, not move on, but, you know, find, find some love for himself in himself. So mm-hmm. it's just from what I've, you know, been told about the movie for other, from other people, it's a lot of people are able to relate to it. And that's always the nice thing is that just bringing some truth behind, you know, anxieties and, yeah. and, and single fatherhood, uh, single parenting, uh, all that kind of stuff. It, it was nice to be able to um, have people it, relate and enjoy the film. It was kind of funny though, because your character had a whole engagement ring for another woman that you hadn't even started dating yet. It was just like because you wanted a mother figure for your daughter, and I'm sitting there going like, "Yeah, Dude, I think that what I'm, about dating first, and then maybe... I know there was a few tweets about." <laughs> There's a few tweets about that. They're like, Josh has got to figure himself out before he just starts marrying somebody. Right. But, but you know, like, you know, sometimes, you know, I, men panic, you know, men <laughs> assume that that's maybe the, the way to go. We don't always know courtship. We don't always, we don't always know the right path. It's just like my daughter needs a, needs a mother figure. And I have this friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe my logic is to lock her down and, and give her a ring of somebody that I've never even went on a date with, but been friends with because she was friends with my wife, you know? Uh, yeah. For me, that. I was like screaming at the screen, like, no, don't do that. That is no, that is just bad. And then, uh, it, of course, like it, it played quite, it played quite well though. It, it, it played quite well in the film, which was, which was nice. I was, I just rewatched it yesterday and it was so funny because, um, I don't know if you've seen Amelia's other movie, Winter Castle, with Kevin um, McGarry. But I was thinking that the dynamic, the relationship between Taylor, Josh, his daughter, and the other woman were all very similar to that movie. Okay. Because Winter Ca- in Winter Castle, Kevin McGarry's character was a single dad. I don't know if he lost his wife through a divorce or through death or whatever he brought another woman to the wedding um, of Amelia's um, character's sister and like he kind of was stringing her along but not really while flirting with Amelia's character oh oh, Kevin McGarry you dreamboat you I refuse to watch any of your movies (laughs) wait Wait, did you? I know you were on what caused the heart. Were you there when he was? Oh on yeah, the Kevin, show? no, no, no. Kevin, Kevin, and I. Kevin and and his partner uh, Kayla. Um, yes, Kayla. Yeah, is, uh, they're supposed to come over for dinner soon. We just keep missing each other's uh, uh, timing to get them to come over for dinner. And uh, Aaron Buckles, uh, who played Jesse, 
uh, lived with us in LA when we were living down there. He, he stayed for a few months with us and Kevin came over and Kayla came over. And so it was nice, a uh, little camaraderie down there to have, have them around. And uh, they're all fantastic, fantastic people. And I still stay in touch with them. I don't speak to Kevin as much as I'd like to, but we try and, you know, say hi to each other every now and then. And, and um, I'm very, very happy that Kayla and Kevin found each other. Um, they're two very wonderful people. And, and uh, you know, and we always, my wife and I always jokingly say that Aaron's like our son. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes he'd be out later than we thought he should be. And he'd get a text from us and they'd be like, okay, guys, like I'm a grown up." We're like, yeah, but are you okay? Like, we're worried about you. You were supposed to be home like an hour ago. We have, are you, are you coming home tonight? Do we need to make you dinner? You know? Oh my God. How cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was a fun dynamic. And yeah, Kevin, Kevin came over a couple of times and it was, it was always nice to have uh, the when the little bit of the when calls the heart family stop into our little humble little uh, bungalow in Los Angeles. That is so cute. But um, do you have any behind the scenes information, um, secrets that you want to share about don't forget I love you? Well, uh, when we were walking across the bridge, uh, Amelia was actually terrified across <laughs> the bridge and I walked across it because it's in our backyard. It's a, it's, you know, it's a staple of a landmark of where I grew up. And uh, yeah, so there was a little bit of less, less acting in that one. for her. <laughs> um, And just my character in, in, in general, I think when we go, we went to get the boxes in the, in the opening scene and I fell, um, I think I did that initially before <laughs> it started. I just tripped over something and it kind of just all, it went, went quite well together. Um, but yeah, no, not a lot of, not a lot of, I mean, Daphne and I were just trading jokes back and forth. And I think one of them actually, my terrible joke, I think made it in the, into the movie about the tooth hurdy, uh, dentist joke. Um, oh but yeah, it's, uh, and Tegan, Tegan's character, Tegan and I go, we've known each other since we were probably 11 or 12. Wow. And then her fam, her, her, uh, her parents were, were friends with my family and, and they go way back with my cousin, my second cousins who's my mom's cousin and it's like two degrees of separation in North <laughs> um but it's always and then christy uh christy uh hired me for her infidelity the director uh yeah. in a project of hers a long time ago and gave me my first lead in a, in a movie and so i'm always very thankful that uh, christy uh, gave me that opportunity and then hired me again um i so, do yeah. have to say that bridge is scary as it's so it's so beautiful though and especially during christmas time um and there's another one but called do, you, the, do uh, you have to cross the bridge twice to get back to the car oh, or yeah. is there another yeah. way to get so if you make it if you make it to the other side and you're like i did it we're good you have to go back it's 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 basically just a u-turn you're gonna as soon as you there's get on no, the other like side, other i think if you, if you really freaked out i think you could hop a fence or like break out but you're not <laughs> supposed to so it's basically you go over there and you walk through the uh, the tree houses and the and the uh, and all like the the different levels that they have up there in the rope tree houses and then yeah you have to go back across the scary scary suspension bridge. So did you and so did you and Amelia did I know did you and Amelia walk both twice or just stop halfway and then run back? <laughs> well yeah because and then we also had to like keep doing it because the the, the ADR was really tough for that and yeah. So the, so what ADR is, oh. is capturing sound um, in a natural environment and then the drone shot and all that kind of stuff. And it was raining and Christy was trying to get a hold of us and we couldn't hear her. And it was, it was a bit of a kerfuffle, but the shot turned out to be beautiful. Yeah. That, I would not be able to cross that bridge. You would not have been able to get. I promise you, if you, if you, 
when you visit Vancouver, I will take you to that bridge and we will cross it together and you will be able to do it. I will panic. Have Just don't look down. Just don't look down. <laughs> Eyes ahead on the other side and you just get to the other side. The scariest part is that it, 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 it basically shimmies and it, and it, yes. it, it, and it moves. Yes. And it's, it's not a stable, it's not a stable bridge. Yeah. And it's see-through. Uh, yeah, essentially. I mean, the, the <laughs> planks below or not, there's that, there's that walk, I believe it's in China. That's a glass floor yeah. that you can like look right down. And then they have videos where the glass starts breaking. That, that is, that terrifies <laughs> me. That's too high. That, that, that would never happen. I would, they also have a building in, I think New York or in Chicago in one of the, um, you know, skyscraper cities or whatever, yeah, yeah. where they have like a, a glass ledge that go, that you get to the top of the building or whatever. So you, there's a glass uh, ledge thing that you can walk out on and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight down below that is. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with like, if I look at the distance and I go, if I fall, it'll be fast. That's okay. But if I look at the distance and I'm like, I'm going to have way too much time to think while I'm falling down. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to be anywhere near that. Cause that's just not, no, we, we hiked uh, Zion national park, my wife and I, and she was literally on the edge and it, thousands of feet down. And I was in the middle clinging to the, to, to like whatever pole was there. And she's like, are you going to come stand over here? I'm like, not a chance. And I said, if you fall, I'm not coming to get you. She's like, I'm pretty sure I won't be coming back if I fall. <laughs> oh my God. You, you, you and your wife are brave. That's for sure. Cause I would not, not in a million years. <laughs> she's yeah. She's brave. I, I, I had, I had anxiety about that. It was too, it was too, uh, yeah too high for me too high well if you put it if you were to bury a time capsule now that like someone was to open let's say 10 years from now what would you put in the time capsule a nice bottle of wine <laughs> everybody needs a nice glass of wine would uh, it survive 10 years in a capsule oh yeah i think so i mean it they have wine be, would it be weather like no no if you're burying it i mean they got wine they got wine cellars um i don't know a note a, a, probably a note to somebody Whoever, whoever would find it, I hope that they, that they, you know, uh, put another time capsule to kind of continue that, that process and that journey. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, it'd be like an instructions of some sort. The concept for this film was very interesting. And, and, and I love, I love how it all played out because it was such a, just a beautiful moment that the mom had left these instructions for her daughter in hopes that it would help her overcome some of the stuff that she was never able to at the time. Um, so yeah, I don't know, maybe like a good book. Depends. If 10-year time capsule, it's like with technology, it's like 10 years. I don't know how much is going to change in 10 years, but like a 50-year time capsule, then a lot could change by then. I would hope that. What would, you, what would, you, what would you put in? What One item. Put? One item. What would you put in? Oh, God. Yeah. It, see, okay. Uh, exactly. The question is tougher. I would put a newspaper in, first of there all, to see what, like, what happened what's happening now yeah they, they'd it's open just it all COVID. they like, would open it yeah they would open it and they would be like newspaper we don't need newspapers anymore this we got we got we got apps in our wrists now that we just touch and we see the the news they'd be like who is this old who's this old person that put what is this paper newspaper? can you imagine yeah. like in a couple of years there like everything would be paperless and like we won't even know what paper is anymore well we're supposed be a to little crazy we were supposed to have a paperless office. Uh, that was the sort of the future of technology, but that didn't happen. It just, uh, I think it, 
paper still exists and people still keep track of paper. I like having paper sides for my scripts. I like having a physical thing. I can't read off an iPad. Um, it's just, yeah, I like having, I like, I like books. I like paper books. Yeah, for sure. I, like I don't read, I don't read, too. yeah, I don't read a lot of online uh, books. I definitely have, we've got a little, little tiny library here, but my wife's parents were a book publisher. Uh, they represented book publishers and they got tons of literature there. And, and uh, it's, I walk in, I see people have that have still have libraries. It's a beautiful thing. It's like such a art, art, art piece now. And everybody else has just everything on digital. So. Yeah. I like, um, I like paper for some reason. I like the smell of paper. Yeah. <laughs> it probably connects you to fond memories of books and drawing and, and stuff when we were children that we would more so do instead of playing with iPads now, but. But what do you, what other projects do you have coming up? Nothing. Just chilling. Just chilling, just working on our house. Um, and I'm in acting class, which is nice with Deb Podowski. She's a fantastic, fantastic teacher. And yeah, um, just thinking about maybe starting to get back into writing and writing some stuff and uh, creating, but you know, just keeping busy by building things and working on the house. Do you, um, you said earlier that you were, uh, you're a mountain bike person and not a hockey person have you been watching olympics no i have not <laughs> been watching the olympics we don't have cable at the house here which i i we will get at some point in time but for now we just have had the the streaming platforms but i haven't had a chance to, to touch base with the olympics the only thing i've read about it is the that there's some media personnel being um taken off the air or something like that. And that was a bit of a controversy. Other than that, it's the only thing I really read about. It was a Dutch, a Dutch news, a Dutch reporter. Um, and then I believe the, uh, somebody from the city or whoever sh shut them down. I'm going to sound like an idiot because I should definitely know what I'm talking about a bit more, but that's all I read. Well, I hope to see more of your stuff. I know you had a up TV movie. Yeah. Um, what's that called? Love is love and where to love love and where to find it. I have yet, it's on my DVR. I have not pulled that up yet to watch. Okay. But um, that one good. also stars another Hallmark actress, Elise Gatian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Please tell me I said that last name right. I, I maybe Gatian. I think it's French of sort of. <laughs> or it has. Trust me, I I I hate getting people's names wrong. So if I if I got it wrong, I apologize, Elise um that's my bad but yeah I French is a language that I would never be able to master because I don't know if you're at least with like um Spanish or whatever it's you each letter is said the way it's spelled right, right. whereas your French some words are not said the way it's, it's spelled for sure. I mean, my, my mother-in-law and my wife speak fluent French. Um, not, not so much my wife, just based on, you don't speak it a lot out in Vancouver, but obviously she could be put into an environment where she would be able to pick off off words and, and, and that, but I know that from day one, I've always said Celeste and my mother-in-law is like, it's Celeste. Like it's, it, it's enunciated properly. It's a French name. And I always still to this day, get in, not in trouble, but she kind of gives me that look and be like, you're not saying it right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Clayton, for joining me. Of course. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And I'm, like I said, I'm very glad that you're on the road to recovery and you got your voice back. And it's very nice to actually uh, talk to you in, in more of a, a well, person. But again, 